0: Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and today I have the privilege of hosting David Maman. David is the CEO and founder of Bina AI. They're a company focused on developing the only video-based vital science monitoring application using artificial intelligence technology. He guides the team in fulfilling Bina AI's vision and has a master's in computer science from Open University. He's a serial entrepreneur with experience working with a variety of different companies with 24 years experience in leadership, AI, cybersecurity, development, and networking. He is an extraordinary contributor to the space. And in today's interview, we're going to be diving into how video-based vital signs monitoring can change the game for telemedicine, but also healthcare as a whole. David, uh, such a pleasure to have you join us here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Sol. So, David, you know, fascinating work that you guys are up to at Bina.ai. And uh, AI seems to be kind of a, a core of, of what's going on in healthcare now that it's become more real. It's out of the hype cycle I want to dive into that during our our discussion today, but before that, I want to take a peek into what inspires you and your work in healthcare. So I think that since, since I can even
1: remember myself, I was always into multiple aspects of healthcare, not just from a proposition point of view, not just from a patient point of view. When I was young, I actually had to be in a hospital for over a year when I was really young. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was all, always an area that was close to my heart. And uh, when me and my two co-founders started Bina, we always knew that that's where we we're heading, even though on the way we actually adopted a few other aspects. But
0: healthcare was the core of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. And so tell me a little bit about Bina. Like, what does it mean? And, and then sure. maybe we could take that into uh, exploring the value proposition to the healthcare ecosystem that you guys offer?
1: Sure. So, Bina actually is a Hebrew word that mm. if you take it as an easy translation, the word of Bina means intelligence. Oh, I love it. And Yeah, and, and, but if you wo- go really biblical on that, on old testimony style, so the word yeah. Bina means actually the move from intelligence to wisdom, oh. which is interesting. Just, uh, by the way, a funny story, at the recent CES, we had a booth there. And I was standing in the booth uh, waiting for fast buys and other meetings that I had. And suddenly a guy came and I see on his tag, Iran. And he asks me right away, uh, are the founders are Iranians? So I said, no, we're from Israel. So, of course, he opened his eyes widely and said, Israel. So I said, so he asked me, why did you call (laughs) the company Bina?" So I explained to him that world bina means, means intelligence. And he said, you know, in Farsi's the language spoken in Iran, the meaning of the word Bina is the guys that foreseeing the future. Oh, so just okay, a few months ago, okay. I understood that we also have an Iranian name, which is always That's fun. That's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I love that. I love that. That's a <laughs> yeah, great story. And it was well, really nice, by the way. We shook hands. It was nice. That's awesome. What a great interaction there. And, you know, just the power of a name, right? I mean, it's yeah, hard exactly. to name things. And what you guys are doing is is fascinating. The signal you, processing and AI video capture. It's about understanding intelligence, future seeking. I mean, just it, it all kind of works out. So great work on the name. Thank Let's you. dive into the, the value provided here. So sure. help me understand what you guys do. And who it's helping, because obviously we have a lot of healthcare stakeholders, but, but yes, who are sir. you guys helping? It might be all of them. It'd be great to hear about so, that.
1: I think you just nailed it. It's all of them. And I'll explain how come. So what we're doing, at now we're actually the only app-based solution that can extract vital signs just out of the, pers- out of the person at the end of the line. And when I'm saying the end of the line, it means over a video session, it means just holding a smartphone, and we're able to truly extract medical grade accurate vital signs. So, today, everyone, as you just mentioned, AI. AI is a marketing definition, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And when people talk about AI, it can be a lot of things. It can be machine learning. It can be fuzzy logic. It can be deep learning. It can be even some sort of genome algorithms and so on. But we actually have embedded a very interesting combination of signal processing, which means how we can actually extract signal out of a specific uh, flow of data. In this case, it can be a video. It can be uh, a a recorded session, an already ongoing session, a real-time session, and multiple AI capabilities to extract Vitalsign. Because when people talk about healthcare, I think that many times we have to understand that any kind of interaction with a patient or with a potential patient have to start with us understanding in which state it is. Mm-hmm. And many times it's a questionnaire. Do you feel sick? Do you have a high heartbeat? What is your oxygen saturation? How exactly you're feeling? You know, it's, it's a basic questionnaire. But what if I can just transfer five different medical equipment that plug to the person's body and can extract heart rate heart rate variability oxygen saturation respiration rate blood pressure a lot of different vital
0: signs and we can do that just by using a software so are you are you doing it so are you actually using devices to capture it or are you doing all of this through video and audio capture all of this
1: only through video No audio, not additional device, not additional
0: sensor. You don't need anything else besides a video of the person's face. Hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. So as it sits today, David, where are you guys at? You know, are are you guys an FDA-approved device? Are you are you able to provide diagnostic information? Like, tell me a little bit more about where you sit in that regulatory environment and and what you guys can and can't deliver?
1: So in the regulatory, I I guess, processes, we're in the Mm -hmm. process with four different entities, with the FDA, with CE in Europe, with PMDA in Japan, and with Canada Health in Canada. Mm -hmm. And prior to, I believe that some of them will already be approved this year. But during this process, at the meantime, we are what's called a wellness, or we can
0: call it a uh, monitoring solution. Yep. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's all in the process right now yes, for approvals. But obviously, you know, when you don't have those, you can't really claim diagnostic. But nevertheless, there's there's monitoring capabilities. And let's talk about who is benefiting from this right now, because the transition is clear, right? I mean, you guys are a wellness player right now, because you have to. But yes, once sir. you get these these, these approvals, the game changes. So let's talk about who's benefiting now and who's going to benefit later. So just a few days ago, there was a really
1: g- cool article in the uh, Montreal Gazette mm-hmm. about how uh, one of the largest hospitals in Montreal, it's called the Jewish General, is mm-hmm. actually using our technology as part of a, a triage happens in the hospital. Because today, when, when people, of course, get to the hospital, specifically with the COVID-19, you yeah. have to start extracting vitals. And every type of interaction you have with the person, you have to touch him, you have to plug in multiple devices, that's create additional risk factor for the uh, the nurse, for the doctor, and for everyone. And using our technology just by having a tablet or a smartphone in place, and by the way, we'll send you the link, which can be very interesting for also, all the listeners, mm-hmm. uh, just by using those kind of uh, technology, you can actually extract all the vital signs. And the Jewish general knows that we don't have a Canada health approval yet, but he's testing it with over twenty doctors to validate the accuracy of our reads.
0: Well, now is the time, you know. I mean, we got to try in these, you know, in this COVID nineteen era. We've got to try different things because, it, you know, what, what we have in place today is not getting us there. And, and if you're telling me what you're telling me, I mean, the opportunity for somebody that believes might have the symptoms, if they could just turn on their smartphone or their laptop or tablet and get a preliminary kind of baseline understanding uh, that could then be used to gut check and, and, and you know, triage could be very interesting. Yes, sir, exactly. And and you know,
1: finally we with the COVID-19 at first, everyone was focused that the core interest is temperature. Everything is about temperature. You know, that's what the videos that we've seen coming out of China. People in cars in street corners are checking temperature from everyone. Mm-hmm. But as information started to come out also from Italy, the information was remarkable. We came up to the understanding that over 40% of the people that actually got to respiratory failure did not have above-average temperature, which is amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the the I think the key indicator they found out to be the most added value is actually oxygen saturation. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're below 93%, you should see a doctor. And that brings us to exactly what you said, that the entire self-assessment point of view. And... Today, you know, with the Coven, it's going crazy today. And you see what's happening in New York and a lot of different other places, also right. in Spain and Italy. But the thing is that what happens if 2 million people try to come, to go to the hospital or to any kind of, uh, uh, you know, center for health services? Yes. The entire system fails. And using those kind of technologies today, using self-assessment capabilities that you can actually have just with an app, tremendously reduce this kind of... Uh, I guess, of an exposure to those kind of clinics and hospitals. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we're already in the process in Canada. And the jury general now is checking it out. And we believe that during, uh, and, you know, with the expedited processes that are available in Canada Health and FDA and everything, the submission to get those approval might be much, much faster because we already conducted clinical trials. We're already in the process. So it might be ha- helping us to expedite the process to be approved by all those uh, kind of added value. But sorry for turning the, the conversation to a different direction. You asked straightforward,
0: who are the benefits? Who benefits from this kind of technologies? Sure. Yeah. No, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a great discussion, David. So it yes, it's sir. it's it's all good and and the uh, the beneficiaries after the discussion are clear, right? It's the it's the healthcare providers. It's the yes. really I mean everybody, you know, like public yeah, health everyone. because it, you're not overwhelming the system. It's 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 the payers because, you know, it's 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 probably more efficient and less costly to administer something like this. Yeah. You know, you know, and, and, and the and the issue that, that that oftentimes becomes the obstacle to overcome is reimbursement. You know, and and, and in the era right now where you just you, you really more care about taking care of patients and and the providers, reimbursement becomes a second thought. You yes, know sir. what happens when we get past this? And how does so, how does because like in non COVID no times First, <laughs> yeah, I would say, what's your reimbursement strategy? <laughs> so reimbursement is a, is a very wide question
1: because you have so many different options, how to leverage those kind of capabilities to find how, how the reimbursement can work. Mm-hmm. But just to give you an example, before everything started, before COVID, just last year, one of our key customers was actually the biggest insurance company in Japan. Their name okay. is Sompo. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Zompo use that because, you know, the entire, I guess, mechanism of insurance companies is the ability to assess risk. That's what yeah. they're doing. and that, That's their entire business model. How do I assess risk correctly? And then how do I charge accordingly? accordingly. And right. using Binance technologies, they're able to extract vital signs and also mental stress in order to better estimate the risk in life insurance and health insurance and almost in any type of insurance today. So this is also another direction and another paying customers that we have today that are able to have an ongoing uh, vital sign extractions to better estimate the risk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so healthcare providers, this is the big, I guess, you know, most of them are in mayhem now. And if we are able to truly help those kind of providers to have the option to extract this kind of information, to have a better decision, to help in the self-assessment, during a telemedicine session in the conversation, once you have with the patients, all those providers are able to truly take a better decision. Maybe the person doesn't know. And, you know, most of us don't have an oximeter to measure our oxygen saturation at home. Right. Yes, and and this is the the, the key benefits, but in the long run, any telemedicine provider, any uh, remote patient monitoring, any type of nursing homes, that sometimes it's very hard to plug multiple devices to elderly people, and also the blood flow is not the same at the hands after the age of 80. And we have those kind of capabilities that we also help uh, to insurance companies, as I mentioned, but another aspect that can be really interesting is actually automotive, because... At first, it doesn't make sense, but think about that. Everyone is talking about autonomous vehicles. Right. And autonomous vehicles, you know, and everyone is focusing about what's happening outside of the car, you know, that you won't run into a wall. But what happens if you go downstairs and you take an autonomous taxi to the airport and you get a heart attack? A corpse will get to its destination. Mm -hmm. And using those kind of capability to have an in-cabin Vital monitoring and liveliness monitoring to make sure just that the person is alive. Nothing more than that. Not even alert them on you know an extreme low level of oxygen saturation, which is also an option that's becoming a critical
0: and the liability moves also to the car providers. For sure. No, that's a that's <laughs> that's very like that's very future thinking there. <laughs> yeah, um, but but not probably not too far. To our, probably not yeah, too yeah. Far not our, far at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no fascinating work david and and you know it's it's neat you, to 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 be wearing uh the hat of 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 tomorrow because it's it's closer than we think and and so tell me about how what you do and what your team does there at, at Bina, uh how you guys have improved outcomes or made business better uh, I just enjoy a good story or maybe an example of a, of a of a customer uh here would be nice sure
1: so, Bina, uh, we are now about 45 people. About mm-hmm. half of the companies are actually PhDs and mostly in physics because we are dealing with signal extractions and, you know, video analytics and a lot of the, the option to extract vital signs out of a video. Mm-hmm. So, at Bina, you know, when, when we started and we started offering this kind of solution, a lot of companies, first of all, it sounds like magic. How using just a video, you can extract all the vital signs. When we get into the details and explaining, listen, we are doing an RPPG, remote photopolisemographic, which means, you know, at the back of any smartwatch today, you have those two blinking lights. Right. And we are extracting the same signal just out of the person's face. So whatever you should see with an Apple Watch or with a Fitbit or with a Garmin, you can actually see with Mm Binaz application only. So regarding the businesses, when we started offering, there's a lot of concerns regarding the ability. And, you know, at first, when you're a startup company, you cannot afford going to FDA and other types of approval. Right. And so we found that we had to find those kind of an early adopters businesses. And then we came across Sampo, which was really surprised because Japanese organizations are not known to be very flexible. Right. Actually, the process is extremely long with those kind of corporations. But when eventually we came across those kind of people in SOMPO and also in actually in a very interesting company in the US, which called Wamba, that manages uh, medical records for insurance companies, Mm -hmm. those kind of uh, early adopters point of view truly showed us, I guess, that this is a visible business plan. And everyone needs this information, but not a lot of people were actually, I guess, promising in truly adopting those kind of early technologies. Because think about that. We believe that during the next few years, you will have about 20 different vitals extracted just from your smartphone, Mm -hmm. which means a lot of industries are going to change. The number of times that you truly need to go to the doctor will be reduced by over 90% the number of times that uh, the doctors will need to talk with you even will be reduced dramatically because if your mobile phone can extract all your vital signs and in the future, we're talking about glucose blood level, we're talking about temperature, about uh, lipid, about a lot of different things that we've been able to prove that we can do that using a video and using your smartphone only. So your entire personalized healthcare is going to change. And, Finally, we see a lot of customers that are moving forward with us, and even though we're in the process of FDA and other types of regulation and uh, approvals, but a lot of them are willing to try it out, to have a quick trial, to try it over a few hundreds of people, to approve it internally, and to move forward and looking into the future. So what I'm trying to say here that at first it was really challenging and just the past quarter, we had over 30 organizations already integrating our capabilities from clinics to a lot of different telemedicine companies that have provided remote uh, assessment to triage and uh, the, the feature that was just published two days ago about how actually ER and major hospitals need this kind of technology. And with the COVID, that was the core boost for the past quarter is the self-assessment capabilities. And I think from a COVID-19, I think we can divide a group of people to four major groups of people. People that are just quarantined, you know, according to the government decision, and they have no any symptoms or not even any suspect. The second part are people that have been exposed to COVID-19 infected people, and those have a much higher probability to get symptoms. The third group is actually people that have been uh, detected with COVID. Some of them have symptoms, some of them not have symptoms yet, but have been truly detected and been identified as COVID uh, patients. And the fourth group is actually people that have been recovering and recovered from COVID, but also have to have an ongoing assessment to make sure that everything is maintained in a very better way, let's put it that way.
0: Sure. So no, it's a, kind of- it, it, it's it's fascinating work, David, and and you know just just thinking through what what uh, you know possibilities exist. You know, there's 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 a huge opportunity for the technology, and as people you know think about implementing these sort of things, the questions come up, and it could be an entirely different podcast that digging into the engineering. Yes. Into into you know uh, how it works and, and 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 the risks and all that stuff. Today the goal is to to give you all listening to this today exposure sure. to a really interesting and what seems to be promising technology with Bina. And I'll so- summarize it. The bottom line is
1: that using a mobile only, you can extract vital signs remotely in a medical grade accuracy from anyone that's the bottom line
0: it's the bottom line i love it and, and, and so bina.ai is b i n a h.ai yes sir, A-H. A-I. Yes, sir. Um, so i want to make sure to 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 not lose that opportunity for you all to 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 check them out now diving into the next phase of this david what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you guys have experienced and what was the key learning out of that that's made you guys better i think that to be honest, customers don't care about
1: technology. They want to understand how it works, but they need to see the bottom line. They need to see the results. They need to see the accuracy. They need to see the studies. They are all aimed about the added value and not the proposition as is. Because we as a company, we're an enabler. We are providing an SDK, which means a software development kit that can enable any anyone that have a mobile app to embed our capabilities inside of their app. And at first, you know, we were so excited from the technology, we thought that everyone would love to explore it and to try it, but without having a real bottom line numbers regarding accuracy, regarding correlation, regarding the device that it was compared with, regarding the signature from clinical trials, that was a, I guess, you know, it sounds completely making sense from people from the industry, but... We never sold any kind of medical solutions in the past. You know, it was it was a, a setback at first, but we passed
0: us <laughs> eventually. For sure, for sure. And and so you guys have pivoted. And so, are you offering as as an NSDK still to these employers, or have you repurposed yes. the solution? So the SDK is the
1: core offering of binai we are providing any application provider from insurance companies in Japan, clinics in the U.S., now even a hospital in uh, in, in Canada, the option to implement all of our capabilities inside of their app. And this implementation Got usually
0: takes days. By the way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very cool, very cool. Hey, good for you guys. I mean, this is this is promising, and and for those that believe and want to see things like this work, I think the future is in your hands and our hands. And uh, for those that exactly. don't, n- be careful because there's going to be some transformation that you already see happening right now. And uh, be not part of that transformation. So exciting mm-hmm. to have, have this discussion with you. What, what would you say you're most proud of, David? What are you most excited about? To be honest, helping people. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds very naive.
1: Yes. We're in, in, in the most, I guess, money-oriented and capitalist-oriented industry. But the thing is that I sleep better at night when I'm focusing on healthcare and not on financials or even cybersecurity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think the added value for the inpatients is remarkable. And as a provider, you can truly change the quality of your services when you provide those kind of services. And go as a byproduct, you're saving a lot of money.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, that's definitely exciting. And uh, I mean, gosh, I mean, I get excited by that. And I think a lot of people that are in healthcare get excited by helping people. So
1: um, that's,
0: that's pretty neat. And, and so as you think about the, the work that you guys do, and I'm sure you're, you're thinking from a lot of different perspectives, from technology to healthcare to leadership. Do you have any books that you'd recommend, David, for the listeners? We love to hear what our guests are reading um, because it's always Interesting. fascinating. Yes.
1: Interesting question. So uh, I used to read a lot mm-hmm. when I had the time, like a lot, <laughs> I'm not kidding. And and uh, I think that, uh, so at the second that you just asked this question, I had those lists of 20 different books in signal processing that will probably board the hell out of every listener. <laughs> and I don't want to go there. But I do want to recommend a <laughs> awesome. book that I read when I was really young and truly changed my perspective on things. Okay. There's an amazing book that's called Moment in Peking. Peking? Yes, Peking, like the previous name of Beijing, Peking. Oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Interesting. Uh-huh. And Moment in Peking was actually written by a Chinese author, and his English is so amazing. He actually wrote it in English at the first version. Really? It was only then translated to Chinese, yes. And Moment in Peking is among the best books that I've ever read. Uh, Lin Tang*, you should truly check it out.
0: That's a book from the early 90s. Uh, amazing book. What so, can I say? So, you, you this Moment really in Peking, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. interested. So, what, what, what is it? Like, what's the, what, what was the big thing you got out of it? I think that there's a character
1: there, uh, uh-huh. a woman named Mulan, uh-huh. that she's so courageous. So, so different comparing to what I had in mind when I was a young person reading. I, I think I read this book when I was 13, probably. And this is brings the entire story of China revolution in the early 90s. But yes. it's not about China as is, it's about this character, which was extremely brave, that going through things,
0: and she had me, hmm. no doubt. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So is that where the Disney movie Mulan comes from, maybe? No, completely not. Completely different? <laughs> I have nothing to do with that, yes. Okay. Okay, good to know. That's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, you a... should really check it out. It's, going it's an to. amazing book. I'm going to. This is yeah. great. Uh, listeners, you know where to go uh, for the books that our guests share, for the for the amazing insights that David from Bina has shared with us, go to outcomesrocket.health. In the search bar, when you get there, type in BINA. That's B-I-N-A-H, means intelligence, means wisdom, future seeing. Uh, just, <laughs> <He> parses, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's pretty cool stuff. And, and you could check them out at dot ai. David, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share with Us a closing thought, and then the best place where the listeners could learn more about you or continue the conversation with you or somebody on your team. From every now and then, I'm trying to read reports to truly understand the market.
1: In Mm -hmm. the end of 2019, there's the World Health Organization report. And when the first time I read it, I was pretty shocked. And it started like half of the world lacks. Access to Essential Health Services. And when you hear that and say, what? It's 2021. What, what mm-hmm. kind of uh, missing? You know, it's almost 2021. How come we're in a place where half of the world lacks access to essential health services? And then you start to read the numbers. So there's countries that have one physician for every 10,000 and every 50,000 and every 20,000 people. And then it's starting to make sense. And another fascinating fact is that over 100 million people worldwide go into extreme poverty because of health expenses. Yes. And when you read those kind of numbers and about the elderly population we're expecting, in 30 years, we're going to have over 2.2 billion people above the age of 60 in the world and 700 million people above the age of 70. And with those kind of numbers, I see how this entire industry will have to adapt. And I think this kind of uh, w- what I'm getting into, I'm getting into uh, the understanding how the entire kind of uh, transformation and of the entire medical industry will have to go dramatically into the home of the patients, to the patient hands, to remote care, to remote patients monitoring, to telemedicine. So many parts of the different kind of services we give today in clinics, and we give today uh, some of it online, will have to go tremendously to the other side. And I think be nice an enabler to this kind of vision, how you can truly have everything available remotely.
0: Great, great closing thought there. And the numbers are staggering. So. There's no way to deny it. I mean, you, yeah, you could deny exactly. it if you want to sit under a rock. And that's fine. Yeah exactly please do read <laughs> the recent report by world health organization and it's even before covid it was published in november last year yeah so that got nothing to do with covid right yeah despite the, all this it's, it's it was the future that we're heading toward and hey covid we're going maybe it maybe it was a blessing you know that that you know in a way i know it's been it's it's giving us a lot of issues and 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 a lot of people are suffering and you know, my heart and and uh, and uh, prayers, uh, you know, go out to to everyone that's that's feeling the pain of COVID, and as as providers, feeling that that struggle. But you know what? Maybe it's a godsend in a way. The silver linings that it's going to help us get to the future that we need to be to combat those numbers that that David shared with us. Uh, so, David, I, I appreciate you you giving us your your insights here. What what would you say is the best place for the listeners to uh, to reach out to you? So the easiest place is to go to www.binah.ai B-I-N-A-H.ai, or uh, just mail us at info at binah.ai. Amazing, David. Your your passion is uh, contagious, and and the solution here is uh, fascinating. So maybe let's do a part two on this one. But sure. uh, for now, Anytime. really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having
1: me. It was great talking with you.